This morning, very, very important on the heart of God. A topic that you don't hear a lot of. There's not a lot of preaching on this topic in these days. And I believe that this is a great answer. A great tool for our nation, for the church in this hour. And I want to speak to you this morning on the fear of the Lord. Say this with me. The fear of the Lord. Thank you, seed. If there was ever a time where we need the fear of God, it is now. Now please understand that it's not God's will for you and I to be afraid of Him. When I speak on the fear of the Lord, I don't mean you need to be afraid of God. Because when you are afraid of somebody, distance will come in. You don't want your children to be afraid of you. You want them to respect you. You want them to obey you. You want them to listen to you. You don't want them to be afraid because then distance comes in and then there is not good communication. Most of the times when people are afraid of God, it's, it's because they are hiding something. And you can't hide anything from God anyway. Come on, he's El Roy, the God that sees. Come on, he's the creator of heaven and earth. There's no one like him. But yet you get many people, they say, I don't want to come to church because I have this or that problem or this or that addiction. Don't you know that the church is really there like a spiritual hospital? Don't you understand that the church is really here to help people? Come on. By this word I will lift your spirit, but I will also equip you and teach you. So that you can go and help your family. Can you say amen? So that you can go and help all your friends. The church really is like a spiritual hospital. The church is not only for the holy ones. Although the Bible calls us holy. The Bible calls the people of God holy. Hmm? Holy brothers and sisters. But it's for everybody. It's for the sinner to get saved. Can you say amen? It's for those who are addicted To be set free by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. By the blood of Jesus. Yet there are many people who say, I don't want to come to church because I'm afraid or I don't feel well about myself. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's like talking about the gym. Is the gym only for those who are perfectly built? Think about this now. Is the gym a place only for those who have a six-pack? I I don't currently have a six-pack. I have a (laughs) one-pack. 
Think about this now, that the gym is a place for those who need exercise. Come on, it's a place for those who need to become fit. Amen. It's a place for those who want to become more healthy. And yet people think of the church like this. It's only a place for, for those who are perfect. And sometimes it's an, an, an excuse for people not to come to church. Why? Because they are hiding something. Come on, this is good. When you are afraid of somebody, you don't want to meet with them, you don't want to see them. You get many people like that. They are afraid of the pastor. They are afraid of the man of God. So they don't want to come to church. Because they are actually hiding something. But God says, I want you to be free. I want you to be healthy. I want to speak into your life. Come on, I want to change your life. I want to bless you and your family. He is a loving father. So when I'm talking about the fear of the Lord, it's not to be afraid of God, but it's really to have a, uh, a deep respect for Him. That's what this word means. A deep respect for God. Say this with me. A deep respect for God. Amen? I mean... To have a deep respect for Him and His Word and His things. His church, His people. So if there was ever a time where we need the fear of the Lord to be restored, it is right now. And I can just sense and feel that the Holy Spirit is so serious about this Word. To get this Word out through me. In many people's lives there are a lot of trouble. And one of the reasons is they've lost the fear of God. Why is it that many people don't even care about God and His Word anymore? It's because they've lost the fear of the Lord. Check this out. How is it possible that you get people, they just do whatever they want to do. They just say whatever they want to say. They've lost the fear of the Lord. How is it possible that you get people, they speak ill of a man of God. You've lost the fear of God. You've lost that deep respect for God and His Word. How is it possible that people in these days, are? I mean so many people, don't even care about the gospel of Jesus. And even in this COVID times, it's really challenging times. Many people don't obey the word of God. Many people even don't bother coming to the house of the Lord. How is it possible? They've lost the fear of the Lord. When you have the fear of the Lord in your life, you will have a deep respect for God and His word. You will have a deep respect for those things that are important to Him. Can you say Amen. You will become a doer of the word when you have the fear of God in your life. You will be very careful when you say or do something. You will ask yourself, does this really please? Is this really good in his sight? Does it please him or not? 
For those of us who say we fear the Lord, we say we have a deep respect for Him. We care about Him. Many times I speak to the Lord and I say, Lord, I really care about you. Because God wants relationship. But there's many people in these days, they have become so casually with the Lord. It's okay to dress casual, don't get me wrong yeah? He wants relationship. We are not in legalism. Amen. It's not about being legalist. It's not about uh, trying to be traditional. No, no, no. I'm not talking about it. But when we have the fear of the Lord, you will be very careful that you don't become so casual with the Lord. Oh no, you will have a deep respect for the living God. Come on, there's nobody like Him. He's, He's the creator of heaven and earth. You won't say stuff like the old man upstairs. The otopidabu. And we think it's funny. He's God. He speaks a word. Come on and life comes in existence. The Bible says every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess and declare that Jesus Christ is Lord. And many people just want to hear God is love. Yes, He is love. And you hear that all the time. He is love and He really loves you. But there's more. He's also a holy God. Can, can you support me by saying amen or something? He's also a God of righteousness. Come on, He's also the judge. And in these days, these last days, people don't want to hear about that. The pastor must just say, God is love. And how he loves me. You know, but don't correct us. Because there's many people that don't like to be correct. Then they take offense. How's it possible that you can take offense when your pastor speaks into your life with love? To help you, to protect you, to teach you, to equip you. I tell you, I will tell you, it's because you've lost the fear of God. People taking offense. People becoming disobedient. Many people don't even pay the Lord's tithe. Why? They've lost the fear of God. Because if if the work of God is important to you, you will always place it first in your life. Many people are crying about businesses. We are crying with you. Come on, in this ministry, tonight we have miracle meeting again. We've been doing this now for years and years and years, but online for more than a year and a half. Three meetings on a Sunday. We are giving our very best. And yet there are many people that are not involved. They don't give. They don't care. They don't even pray with. What happened? You've lost the fear of God. Until in a moment's time, listen to me, a crisis come near you or a crisis come near your house, then you will also call out to the living God and say, have mercy on me. There's many people, they say, I don't need a pastor. I don't need a church. Many people. Just check on social media how people are talking against the church. Why? They've lost the fear of God. All of a sudden, people are so 
clever by saying all kinds of stuff. You know the church is not the building, blah, blah, blah. So since when is the building not important anymore? The gathering of the saints is so important in the eyes of the Lord. Come on, because the word even says, don't neglect the gathering of the saints. When you have the fear of the Lord, you will have a deep respect for God and His Word and for those things that are important to Him. The fear of the Lord, for those of you writing down, will even influence the way you are speaking. It will even even influence the way you are acting on a daily basis. You will be very careful what you say and what you do when the fear of God is on you. The Bible says the apostles in the early church walked with the fear of the Lord on them. Wherever they go, check this out, wherever they were, they actually brought the fear of the Lord. Come on, we as men of God, we change the atmosphere. We carry the the glory, come on, the presence, the anointing, the power of God, but also the fear of God. Do you fear the Lord? Do you have a deep respect for Him? Or did you lose that respect? Come on, allow the Holy Spirit now to speak to you through me. Allow the Holy Spirit to wash your mind this morning. Many people don't even bother about the church. They don't even care about the work of God. They only think about their own business and their own lives. While the church is always thinking and caring about our people's businesses and lives. That's what we do on a daily basis. By blessing, by speaking life, by praying, by helping. But the house of the Lord, the work of God, come on, the gospel should be a priority. Many people have lost the fear of the Lord. That's why they speak ill and bad about men of God and about the church. Think about this. How is it possible that people can speak bad things, ugly things against other people? About a pastor or about the church. They've lost the fear of the Lord. And then they bring all kinds of bad things on themselves. Because the Bible says, do not touch my anointed one. And yes, everybody can be anointed. Everybody in Christ. But listen to me. God has anointed certain people. Jesus, come on, has gifts. He's anointed once to help His people. Can you say Amen? What we really need in South Africa, like never before, is the fear of God to return. What we really need in our government, like never before, is the fear of God again. When you have the fear of God in your life, you won't steal. You won't cheat. That's a word you know. You'll be very careful how you treat other people. You won't steal from people. You won't lie. Because the Bible says, 
The devil is the father of all lies. He won't curse. Many people have lost the fear of the Lord. That's why they say and do anything. When we look at our government today, and most people make everything about racism, please get over yourself. In this church, we like everybody. We love black, white, brown, yellow, everybody. We love people. But allow me to speak the truth into your life. Allow the word of God through me to wash your mind. It's not about racism. It's about doing what is right. Mm. When you have the fear of God in your life, you won't be corrupt. You won't speak ill. The Bible says God hates it. When people speak ill. When people speak bad about other people. We need a God-fearing government like never before. Come on, I'm a voice. Listen as God speaks through me. What, what will change South Africa is when the fear of God will return to this nation like never before. When the fear of God will come back to the church. To so-called Christians. Because there's many people that call themselves Christians, but they don't have the fear of the Lord. They don't even pray. Let me ask you questions. Why is it that many people don't pray? They've lost the fear of God. Why is it that many people don't even spend time with the Word of God? They've lost the fear of the Lord. Why is it that many people take offense? For everything being said, they've lost the fear of the Lord. They think it's all about them. While the Bible is so clear. Before I read this powerful verse to you, let me just explain to you. There was a a very wise person on earth. He was extremely wealthy. The most wealthiest person alive on earth. In today's terms, we would speak about a multi-multi-billionaire. You can't even comprehend how, how wealthy that is. And if asked of the Lord and said, give me wisdom. And the Lord said, because you've asked me for wisdom and not wealth and a long life, I will bless you anyway with wealth and with whatever you need, honor. And people came from all over the world to see how blessed this man was. His name was Solomon. And people brought honor to him. And then he wrote a beautiful book called Proverbs. I call it the book of wisdom. Here's some good advice to you. There's like 31 Chapters in Proverbs. So every day, what is today? The 22nd of August. So today you should read the 22nd chapter of Proverbs. Tomorrow the 23rd. And you can read other portions in Scripture, but you read the book of Proverbs every day, every month, because it's the book of wisdom. And the Bible says the principal thing is wisdom. That should be priority in our lives. 
And this man who was so wise, who received wisdom from God, in a wonderful way, wrote Proverbs, and he wrote Ecclesiastes. And yesterday, I, I've listened to the whole book, 12 chapters of Ecclesiastes. And then he got to a place where he said the following. It was like a climax. Listen to this. Ecclesiastes 12, verse 13. I mean, this is profound. The wisest man on earth. And he says, now all has been heard. I mean, when you read the book of Proverbs and you read the book of Ecclesiastes, uh, written by the wisest man on earth, and then he says the following, now all has been heard, here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep His commandments. In other words, this is the most important thing. Fear God and keep His word. So the Jew only read the Old Testament. But for us, the word of God, Old and New Testament. Fear God and keep His word. Keep the Bible. Keep His commandments. He says, for this is the duty of all mankind. Selah. Pause. Calmly think about this now. The wisest man on earth most wealthiest person on earth says, now all has been heard. This is the conclusion. Fear God. If the fear of God will come back in your life, everything will change. Giving you a word of wisdom. Your family will change. Listen, I'm prophesying to many. Your finances will change because now you will start obeying the word of God. Your body will change. Praise God. Health will come to you. Blessing will come to you. When the fear of the Lord will be, will be restored in, in, in families and in houses, peace will come back. Come on. Joy will come back. Harmony will come back. Let me explain to you as the Lord shows me. Why is it that many people live in unforgiveness? Bitterness. There's no peace, there's no joy. There's many parents that don't even talk to children and children not talking to the parents. And I mean, why is it? Because there's people who have lost the fear of God. Because when you have the fear of God, you will forgive very quickly. Oh, this is good. What is the conclusion, folks? What is the bottom line? What is the most important thing now? After you have heard everything, he says. Fear God and obey his word. Forgiveness is in the word. Come on, giving is in the word. Are you with me? Loving people is in the word. Ah, this is wonderful. If we can fear God and obey his word, our lives will change. If the fear of God can come back in schools, come on. Many, many young people will change in a powerful way. Think about our economy in this nation. It will lift like never before. I'm prophesying. The fear of God. People have lost the fear of God. That's why they speak ill and they do ill. 
They don't care what they say. They don't care what they do. Think about this looting going on. They've lost the fear of the Lord. Imagine you steal from people and you think you will get away for with that. And maybe you got away from people. You're not in the prison now. But the God who sees everything. What you sow, you will reap. The Bible says God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, he will also reap. I'm bringing you the truth. I'm bringing you God's holy word. You don't hear a lot of preaching on this topic anymore. You don't hear a lot of preaching on holiness anymore. Because it's not popular. We don't want preachers to correct us anymore. We just want them to inspire us. You must just lift me. I lift you all the time. Write this down. The same way you crave for inspiration. You should also crave for to be corrected. If you want the blessing and the anointing that is upon your pastor's life, upon your apostle's life, you need to be corrected as well. When you lose the fear of God, you take offense. And then you walk around the mountain. Many people. And then they come back and I just love them anyway. I just love people. Many people are walking around the mountain for 40 years. They never change. There's no growth. There's no blessing because they don't submit. Think about a shepherd and sheep. The shepherd cares for the sheep. Yes, I mean, he helps them to get food and water. Hmm? He also protects them. But those sheep must submit to the shepherd. And that's why even in Israel, I was told that, and I've been to Israel, what a wonderful experience. If there's, a, if there's a sheep that doesn't listen, he doesn't listen to the shepherd. And you know, he wants to jump the fence. I was told that the shepherd will break the leg of the sheep. Why? To protect them. Because if that sheep goes over the wall or over the fence, there are wolves at the other side. And they will kill the sheep. That was so good. You are so quiet now. Everybody wants the blessing of the man of God. And inspire me and lift me. Woo! Teach me. Woo! This wonderful word yet. Word and spirit. But how about to be corrected? I've seen so many people in my years of ministry. Who take offense. Because of the truth. And then what happens is they walk right out of the protection of the shepherd, of the apostle in his life. A sheep of the greatest shepherd there is, Jesus Christ. We all need to submit to him. And then he has shepherds of his flock. 
who's feeding the flock, who's protecting his flock. To inspire them, hmm? to equip them, to teach them. That's beautiful. But also to correct them. When you read through the Bible in the New Testament, you will see a lot of correction everywhere. Jesus was always busy correcting, helping. People have lost the fear of the Lord. That's why they've become so bitter and angry. This morning I pray that the fear of the Lord will come back in the church. I pray that the fear of the Lord, come on, will be restored in your lives. I pray that the fear of the Lord, come on, will flow through our streets. Come on, here in Pretoria, all over this nation. In our schools, in our universities, in our houses, in our churches. Come on everybody, in the government we need the fear of the Lord to come back. The conclusion is this. Fear the Lord and do His word. Let me close by saying this. Write this down. I'm going to give you three points here that is really profound to understand the fear of the Lord. He doesn't want you to be afraid of Him. He wants relationship with you. But He wants a deep respect from us. He's God. In Malachi He says, if I am God and if I am a Father, where is my honor? Let me tell you something. If you want to get favor with with a man of God, you honor. You want to get favor with your boss. Let me teach you something. You honor. If you want to get favor, listen children, with your daddy who's helping and providing all the time for you. You honor him. You honor him. And the devil knows it very well. That's why there's so much dishonor in these days. And the Bible says, honor your father and your mother so that you can have a long life. And so it can go well with you. Honor. When we fear God, we honor Him. We we respect Him. Write this down. Or take a photo. We love what He loves. If we have the fear of God in our lives, we will love what He loves. You will never forget this. He loves people. He loves souls. He loves the nations. He loves the church. Listen, He loves South Africa. But we will also hate what He hates. He hates, come on, corruption. He hates sin. So much so that Jesus became sin. So that we can become the righteousness of God. Don't tell me, God understands sin. No, no, no. He made His own Son, the Son of the living God. I mean, you you talk about, there's nobody like Him. The jewel of heaven. He made Him sin. He became a curse. So that we can be set free from curses and sin. So we need to hate what He hates. And when the Bible calls something a no-no, you don't dare call it a yay yay. There's churches now. They don't even believe in the fact that Jesus was born. 
big churches now. I can give you the name. They don't even believe in the resurrection of Christ. They don't even believe in the word of God. In fact, they had meetings just now about many things of their beliefs. Don't believe in miracles. You can do whatever with your body, what you like. If I was born as a man, but now I feel like I want to become like a girl. It's okay. It's not okay. And if you say something in these days, people will say, you judge. I don't care if you say that. I don't judge nobody. But there is a judge. Let me tell you. The God, hallelujah, of heaven and earth. He is the judge. And His word will judge people. And many people don't believe it because they don't. They only want to hear what they want to hear. God is love and whatever. Maybe, maybe. You know. Read. We are living now in these last days. The Bible says they will get them teachers. Preachers. Who will only speak what they want to hear. Who will only, you know, tickles the ear. Just tell us how lovely we are. Don't correct us. The fear of God. The fear of God. We will all be standing before the living God one day. If we can get the fear of God back by the grace of God, this nation will change. And people will pray again and read the word again and people will run to the church again. The fear of God, let me tell you, is a great key for success. The conclusion is fear God and keep His word. Peace will come back to your life. Joy, happiness will come back to your house. There's many of you, you don't know what to do in this life and you feel uncertain. Let me tell you, start fearing God again. Start fearing your daddy and your mummy, your pastor, your boss. Start fearing, start respecting those who God has appointed over you again. And see what the Lord will do in your life. <laughs> Who sits behind rebellion? Satan. The greatest rebel there is. Hmm? Who sits behind confusion and lies and fear. Hmm? Satan. He hates God's order. But where God is, there's always order. Come on, there's godly order here at Word and Spirit. Come on, lift your hands and say, we thank you, Father, in Jesus you have to love what he loves. You have, you have to hate what he hates. And the third one, what is important to him must be important to us. His things. Revival is on his agenda. Souls, people, his church. You know, if you talk against the church, you don't fear God. Because it wasn't the idea of a man. It was God's idea. When you talk against, you know, the tithe. Which, by the way, the Bible says is holy. Don't touch it. Check this. It's the same word as, don't touch my anointed one. Don't touch the tithe. It's holy. It belongs to me. And now people become legalistic. No, it's Old Testament. So since when is the Old Testament not important? 
It's like the building. Since when is the building not important? You know, those people who are saying these stuff, who are posting these stuff on Facebook, it's people who don't give. They don't come to church. They're not involved. In fact, you know, they, they like it as it is now because they're not accountable. Taking offense always. Don't correct me, pastor. Yeah? I will take offense. I don't like to be corrected. You know, it's a rebellious spirit. And that will always lead to destruction. It's just a matter of time. I'm telling you now. God can never bless rebellion. But He will bless you when you repent. Come to me. I'm here for you. Hallelujah. He's a good God. He loves us all. So to fear God means you will love what He loves. You will hate what He hates. How is it possible that people can say, no, it's okay to do this or that. When the Bible says, God hates this. He calls it, it's an abomination. What a strong word. And Selah. You can think where I'm going now. And then people say, don't say this, you judge. I was born that way. What? No, God made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. And they become crazy when you speak up. So I want to ask, where is the men of God with... Okay, I won't say that. But I wanted to say something. My wife checked me. I'm not going to say that. Where's the men with... You know what I want to say. Hmm? Where's the men of God who can say it as it is? By the grace of God, we will not compromise. I'm bringing you with love the truth, the word of God, to help you, to set you free. Say, Amen. Amen. What a timely word for our nation, for the church. We need the fear of God back like never before. I'm going to do this in the second meeting as well. In the first meeting we also have kneeled down. If you can kneel, just kneel with me. If you can't, just sit. It's okay. Don't move the chairs. Just kneel down. Just kneel down and let's repent and say, Lord, we repent where we've lost the fear of God. Lord, we are interceding on behalf of your church and we say, Father, forgive us where we have lost the fear of God. Forgive our nation, Lord. Families who have lost the fear of God. Christians who have lost the fear of God. And Lord, we pray right now that you will forgive us in Jesus' name. Wash us now with your powerful, precious blood. And I pray that you will restore the fear of God in our lives. That deep respect for you and your holy word. I pray that the people of God will rise up. That we will be the light of the world and the salt of the earth. We receive this word by faith. 
We make it our own and we thank you, Lord, for, for this day. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your anointed one. We thank you for your voice in this place. Restore the fear of God, we pray. And I pray that families will be restored and marriages will be restored and finances will be restored and bodies will be restored. We thank you for revival, Lord. We thank you that people will run to the church like we've never seen before. I'm trusting you, Holy Spirit, to change lives, to change minds, to change our circumstances. Thank you, Lord, that you will confirm your word by miracle signs and wonders. In Jesus' mighty name. Can you say amen, 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 amen.